Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Listeners, we are glad you're here, and we're glad we're here too, because this is episode number two. I know. Can you believe it? It's getting real. It's really hard to believe, and um, we're just going to get started because we're here to talk about God's Word, which gives hope. So today we're talking about 1 John 3.21, which reads, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So Janae, why are we talking about this verse? Anybody who has followed my blogs through the years knows or just knows me. I have condemnation issues in my brain, this battle in my mind where I'm totally hard on myself. And I think it comes from, if you're into the Enneagram, any given day when I take the test, I'm either an eight or a three. But Interesting. It's a, it's a lethal cocktail in drivenness. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm hard on myself. I also have a deep wound from my past that I've come to understand that screams, I'm not good enough. Mm. I need to try harder. I frequently have the verse from Romans running through my head that tells me that there is no condemnation in Christ. But when I read this verse that we're talking about today, it caused me to stop and look at the idea of condemnation or the battle in my head from a different perspective. Interesting. Well, I I so appreciated in this blog specifically where you wrote about the voices that you had to battle when you started your coaching business. I wouldn't look at you and think, man, she's really got some battles going on in her head. (laughs) And I think that's an assumption we have about a lot of people. Everybody looks put together, and then we're the hot messes on the inside. And And so I I agree with what you wrote, that most often our most condemning and loudest detractors are coming from the inside of us. So what did you do? Because you have a successful coaching business going, and it is growing. So how do you get past this condemnation? Well, the battle was real. And I had one particular day where I was a, talk about the hot mess, Uh, I went and sat in my rocking chair that's in front of the window, and the voices was like, why who do you think you are how do you think you can launch a coaching business and it's probably so loud it feels like they're in the room with you right yes like like who who did I invite in the doors to be yelling these things at me yes and it was also about the podcast because at the time we were entertaining the idea of you know doing the podcast and like who do you think you are that you can launch a podcast and I (laughs) and I'm trying to defend myself to these voices, because I'm starting to believe, like, who the, who yeah, am I? Who am I? Mm. So how did I stop it? Finally, that I answered that question. Who am I? Oh, wait a minute. I know who I am. Mm. I am a child of God. That's who I am. And God is the one who called me to coach. Mm. God is the one who has prompted us to do this podcast. And so in that, I started speaking the truth, and those voices had to be quiet because mm-hmm. there was no answer. I'm like, take it up to, take it up to God, you know. <laughs> you have to take that up with him and duke it out with him. The emphasis basically went off of me mm. and was placed on God. <laughs> That's really good. 
you know, I can say that I love that idea of the emphasis comes off of me and looks to God. I, I think the distraction that comes from those voices keep us busy and fighting and focused on ourselves. God says, prepare for the battle, but he's the one that does the fighting on our behalf. Right. I know personally for me, I also struggle with a ton of voices that yell things from all the way from back at my adoption days mm-hmm. about my worth and my approval with people. And it created a lot of damage in my life for a long time. And so what I have had to do is identify the root of the condemning thought because there's so many ideas bouncing around. It's almost like they've lived in my brain so long, they've become the wallpaper right? that I'm reading all the time. And so I couldn't just remove them. I had to pull that down. And you know what it's like when you pull wallpaper off of walls, right? It can be really messy. And then sometimes some of it's still left up on there. Yeah. And sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to paint over it, but then it it will damage your next step. So you have to do the work. And you'll still see the impression on the Mm. wall if you leave a little piece or some of the glue is still on there, right? Yikes. So so 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, and this is the amplified version, we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself, itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. The thing is, these thoughts are not destroyed easily. But when we redirect towards the truth, that's when they lose their power. In verse 16 of 1 John 3, where our focus verse for today comes from, it mentions, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. In verse 20, it says, Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. I love that, that he is greater than our feelings, because our feelings can be a powerful force. Well, and I don't, it's probably the same for everybody, but I know as a woman, sometimes my feelings have an extra little amp, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, wait, where did that come from? Because I dealt with this fine last week, but this week, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, catch hands somebody's somebody's in trouble with me (laughs) so I I feel like if we're not taking all of that and bringing it to Christ then what what do we do so basically Jesus's death on the cross covers us and in that it washes away our condemnation so how does that speak to the Corinthians verse where we are able to take every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ Well, first of all, that is such a beautiful imagery, I think. You know, go back to the wallpaper where he just washes it. It just melts right off. You've got a smooth canvas. Because we brought in the professional. Yes. It's the difference between (laughs) me having a show where I'm ripping stuff off of the walls and someone who knows how to remove those things correctly without leaving damage behind. Yes. Absolutely. So I love the way that the Amplified states the Corinthians verse. So I want to reread it. We are destroying sophisticated arguments. I love that. (laughs) And every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedient of Christ. I want to pick that apart just a little bit. The proud things that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So most condemning thoughts are eventually going to lead us to 
a place where we're questioning a promise of God or the character of God. I mean, from the beginning, that's the way the enemy has always come at us. Absolutely. Mm. So then it goes on to say, then every thought and purpose. So most don't say, most translations don't use purpose, but I love that they pulled that in because in the case of the barrage of voices telling me that I could not launch a coaching business or this podcast or some of the other things that are going on in my life right now, they are all from God. I feel like the Holy Spirit has been leading me to do that. So there is a purpose in there. And it's more than just random thoughts that are coming and that are negative, but it's also attacking my purpose. So we want to hold those thoughts captive and my very purpose of what I feel like God's called me to do to the obedience of Christ, which is what God called Christ to do. Mm. And that key word obedient there is where the power comes from because Christ followed through and was obedient. So what that looks like is every negative thought needs to submit. It needs to be run through the cross and the empty tomb. And if there's any ounce of truth to those thoughts on the other side of the cross and the empty tomb, then we can take a look at that. But I would say most thoughts won't even make it past the cross. That image is so powerful. I just want to say that again. You're saying every negative thought has to be run through the cross and the empty tomb. And we only look at what's on the other side, what makes it through. And honestly, probably not a lot will get over there. So let's connect our focal verse with the verse that follows it in all of this. 1 John 3, 21 and 22. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence and we'll receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. So verse 22 associates our ability to put down condemnation with our ability to go boldly before the throne of God in prayer. So talk a little bit more about that. Yes, and I also wanted to point out that um, the translation we read earlier on verse 21 talks about how our hearts condemn us. And then that's what it's talking about when we don't feel guilty, Mm. if we don't feel guilty. Mm So when our heart is condemning us, oftentimes we feel uh, condemnation, we feel the guilt and those kinds of things. But how that affects our prayer, if we're doubting God, our thoughts become fixed on the negative. We focus on the what ifs, I should have, the not good enoughs, whatever your condemnation poison thought track goes. But this type of thinking will naturally affect our prayer life. So putting it in a context you're in it you're praying you're you're in a spiral down you're in a negative and um, you're going to reach out to God and you're going to start praying but if our prayers are the opposite basically of confidence because we're coming from a very low discouraged um, we're not thinking very highly of ourselves type of place and it reminds me of what Susie Larson talks about in her book, Your Powerful Prayers, where she uses the imagery of coming to God sometimes more as beggars, where we're begging and pleading rather than coming to him as heirs Mm. and as his children, where we have position and privilege to go 
because of what Christ did for us on the cross, we can go boldly to God with confidence Mm. and make our plea, make a request known to him. I love that. It reminds me of James as well, where it talks about that we should go confidently asking God for wisdom, for things, and not be a person that's blown around on the wind and waves, but know who we're talking to and know our position with him. That's right. So our thoughts absolutely will affect how we approach and how we pray to God. So we need to think that and to take into consideration. Let's run those condemnation thoughts through the power of the cross, through his promises, and then go to God with our request and confidence that he loves us. He wants what's best for us. He's already working on our behalf. Okay, Janae, so tie this all up in a bow for us. All right, so going back to our focal verse that our when our hearts condemn us, I want our listeners to know that because of God's great love for us, we have power to put down condemnation. When our minds begin to travel to a place that leaves our hearts weary and discouraged, I want us to remember, I encourage us to not do that to ourselves, to push, pause, stop, come from a place of confidence that only Christ can give us and let that speak to our heart over condemnation. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation with you. I hope that our listeners have as well. I know I'll be using this in my day-to-day life a good bit. I also just wanted to mention a book that I've read recently that has to do with this identifying of soundtracks in your life. It is aptly called Soundtracks by John Acuff. It's a great read. And just if this is a constant struggle for you, it's just one more resource, one more tool to put in your tool belt. Um, But guys, we love you and we hope you have a great week. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast. Now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.